Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. If you want something to change in college athletics, just wake up the next day. And today, Florida State Board of Trustees meeting tomorrow. And I thought the best written column of anybody that I read was Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports. I'm not saying that because he's joining us. He's joining us because that's exactly the way I felt that he's been with us before on 365 Sports. Dan, thank you very much. I love the, so what if the proverbial dog that catches the car, now what? Or uh, they're not interested in a team until that team becomes available. Is today's news surprising at all to you, or is this something that was just a matter of time? I mean, Florida State has been saying for, uh, I mean, for a while, quietly, and certainly publicly, over a year that they wanted out they were going to find a way out uh they're they're at the acc the, the grant of rights in the acc extends through the 2036 season so 2037 is the first time you could uh, get out if, if it, it just plays all its way out which is obviously a long way off the money in the acc is you know low 30 millions the SEC and the Big Ten could get double that. And for Florida State, which certainly sees itself as an equal to those programs and is surrounded geographically by Florida, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, LSU, all of that, the idea of being $30 million down a year at least um, is just uh, untenable for them, certainly un, un, uh, unappealing. So they've been saying we're going to find a way. Uh, they get snubbed on the playoff committee, uh, getting the playoff at 13-0. and That just rallied anger and, uh, and, and disappointment there. Uh, the Baylor fans know about that, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, and so they're doing something about it. They're going to they're gonna sue and try to get out of the, the ACC grant of rights. Now, whether they can or not, I don't know. Um, no one really knows exactly what that grant of rights says. Uh, but uh, they haven't been able to get out. Grant of rights are hard to get out of. We will see. But if they can, um, you know, that's probably the end of the ACC as we know it, uh, because they're not the only ones that would like to try to get a better situation. So it is a seismic move. I know it doesn't seem that exciting. A board of trustee meeting in Tallahassee to say we're going to file a lawsuit uh, or or the the actual filing lawsuit, but – as everybody knows, it's crazy in college sports and what can spark, you know, the demise of the Pac-12 after 108 years. What can make Arizona a Big 12 team, uh, Arizona Central Florida games, or yep. whatever we got, here it is. Dan, uh, when it comes to the, the ACC part of it, uh, you, you kind of mentioned that you sort of grouped all the anger back together as the season was sort of winding down. It seems like there's a lot of like, well, if we were somewhere else, I mean, what could the ACC in theory have done any differently 
And, I mean, they couldn't have done anything about the playoff snub either, but it did feel like that was just a, a convenient final straw to use as, all right, now we're we're going at it after a lot of barking. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, first off, there's nothing they could do. Um, the ACC and Florida State's a prominent member of the ACC, and they helped create a four-team playoff when there were five power conferences. And when they did it, I think all of us sat around and did the math and said, well, wait, what happens if uh, – and they go, oh, don't worry about it. Well, here we are. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it didn't make any sense. It's five leagues, four spots. You know, didn't have to be a mathematician to, to, to see the problems there. Um, they are, So, you know, some of this is brought on themselves. They were, they were part of the ACC that agreed to a 20-year – contract with ESPN because they wanted stability. Well, stability is, means not enough money. So, you know, there's a lot of things. In terms of this playoff stuff, yeah, there's nothing you can do. And that problem is solved. I mean, that's my thing about it is it's sunk, but we have a solution. It's called the 12-team playoff. It's coming next year. The ACC will get an automatic bid um, almost assuredly every year. So, whatever. I don't see this as that. That's the reason. But in Tallahassee, the belief is the committee said we're not leaving the SEC champion out, and because of that, we're leaving Florida State out. And if Georgia had defeated Alabama and been the number one seed, it would have been Georgia one, Michigan two, Texas uh, Texas three, and Florida State four. But because Mich- uh, Alabama had to get in there as the SEC champ, Florida State got bounced. So I think that created a little more resentment and more spark. You could always feel pretty good about yourself, and Florida State has a great history. There's no question about college football, the lineage from the Bobby Bowden years to who they are even now. But if, in fact, and I know you have great sources in the SEC and the Big Ten, if they were to tell you, here are the two teams we would want if the ACC ever became available, or we wanted to go and get somebody from the ACC, would Florida State be one of those two? The number one choice for both leagues, if you talk to people in both leagues, is North Carolina, University of North Carolina. It's um, obviously not as successful in football by any means, but it's got the basketball, but it's the state school, big state, very, very popular in its state. Florida State is one school in the state of Florida. There's also pro teams in Florida. A lot of people who live in Florida don't act, didn't actually grow up in Florida. It's, it's not – it's not quite the same. So as much as it will bring some TV numbers, sure, everyone knows Florida State. It's not like North Carolina. North Carolina is the one they want. And the other one you hear they all talk about is Virginia uh, for the academics and the same thing, the state of Virginia, and get into that population and all of those things. Those are actually more appealing in theory to the SEC and the big, certainly the Big Ten than Florida State and Clemson, which I think every – college football fan would just say well just grab Clemson Florida State that'll help your league like that's a great those are great football programs Miami Miami's now they're recruiting again they could certainly be a great football pro that's an exciting team um now all of that gets said in theory but you know I had a Big Ten trustee today say you know look once they're available all things can change and and all of a sudden a TV network says hey look we'll give you this much more money or this will be this much more appealing if you add Florida State and Clemson or Florida State and North Carolina, then anything can happen. So a little bit of it is like, in theory, you say, uh, I'm not interested in that In that person. They're in a relationship, and all of a sudden the relationship ends and you go, yeah, now I'm interested. So 
So we'll see what plays out. But um, Florida State is not, when you talk to people right now, the number one choice out of that league. The Big Ten didn't really want Oregon and Washington right until the Big 12 helped make that a lot easier for them. Kind of, kind of what you're saying there. Yeah, the Big 12, all of a sudden they were available. I mean, they could have grabbed them. You know, if you if you think of big, the Big Ten expansion, they go get USC and UCLA, and they say, okay, that's it. That's all we want out west. Then all of a sudden the Pac-12 is falling apart, and NBC, CBS, and Fox are saying, hey, take these guys. They'll help in television. They'll help with television ratings, and they get them to take a half share of, of revenue. Like Washington and Oregon are – splitting a share of the revenue in the Big Ten. You make a deal, boom, now you got them. Um, if you talked in theory, even last summer we were writing those stories, you talk to people in the Big Ten, they go, boy, our presidents would really love to add Cal and Stanford, the academics, the entree to San Francisco, the Silicon Valley, all the wealthy alums out there, all the smart students that would maybe go to Big Ten schools. And, you know, in the end of the day, they didn't want them because their football teams aren't good. So there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of grandstanding about what's important. The end of the day, it's generally who's the most exciting football program is. Um, so, you know, we will, we will see, but it's, it, it could get really messy over the next two years. This is the next front of conference realignment that I, I know everyone's sick of. Dan, is there any chance at all? And I know, again, I, as I mentioned about their history, but is there any chance at all they could win this and then not have a place to go? And would that then shift from the SEC or the Big Ten, and could we see shrapnel occur that is a part of the Big 12? Well, you could certainly go to the Big 12. Uh, they're not going to – let's not scare ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll take them in a second, yep. um, as they should. So the Big 12 is there. They also could just reorganize the ACC. One of the problems with leagues that get too big and the ACC was kind of your first super conference in a lot of ways. They merged – the old ACC with some of the pieces of the Big East that they wanted. They tried to create this East Coast situation. Well, you know, they may sit there and say, hey, look, we're better off as a small conference. Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Virginia Tech, Southern Virginia, and we don't need Boston College, and we don't need Wake Forest, and we don't need Syracuse, or, you know, whatever it goes, they may cut some of those people out. Uh, I mean, I think that's playing C or D. But you could certainly have that. You could also have the Big 12 be able to come in and say, all right, maybe we don't get Florida State Clemson, but could we get some of these other schools that are pretty appealing? Could we get more on, on basketball? You know, I know the Big 12 cares about basketball, which other colleges don't. We're, we're talking Louisville, mm-hmm. talking Duke, <laughs> yeah. talking, you know, I mean, uh, Syracuse. I mean, you got some serious basketball programs and, and some decent other deals. So, Look, it, it's, it, these things are so crazy. You go, that, that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, did any of this ever make any sense five years ago? Dan, I, I have. And, again, there was a time when Louisville, at least when the Big 12 was looking at possibly expanding, they went through that, what, five or six years ago, and I think they were just basically doing it to make it look like they cared. But I've been told by uh, administrators in the Big 12 that Louisville has always still – not that they're unhappy in the ACC, but they've always kind of had interest in the Big 12. Have you heard, and I'm not saying they would leave the ACC if it was healthy and everything was fine. Have you heard anything about ESPN in this 2036 grant of rights timeline that ESPN actually, they have an opt-out and not 
the ACC if they wanted to use it. Why they would use it, I don't know, but they might have that coming around the corner. I don't, I, I don't know if that they do or don't. I have heard that they might. Um, but there, this is a good deal for for the for the ESPN right now, mm-hmm. and so you know they're getting the program, they're getting the games they want, um, and they're getting a lot of really good basketball, which fills a lot of hours in the winter. It's not as profitable, but they got to put something on. Um, but they get some good football. They're basically all SEC now, and this is a good deal for them. And they're the television rights market are softening. I mean, all media is struggling in different ways. There's not this, you know, so much of the money is going to the NFL. Uh, you know, what can the NBA get? You're seeing the, the, the regional sports networks falling apart, all sorts of different stuff. So it's not like there's just this bottomless pool of ESPN money that they're just sitting there. They're not, they're not in 110 million homes anymore. They're, they're trying to make ends meet. So, um, you know, what they end up choosing to do would be, you know, I, I would think they, they want to keep the ACC together as is because they're, they're willing to pay that $30 million. Dan, you, you've heard the, the phrase power two that started to be used by media yeah. even more and more. I've, I've noticed that. And, and shoot, I mean, there's a league that's, that's leaving after it's going to be no more. There's going to be four at best. But uh, you mentioned it at the top of just um, sick of realignment. Realignment's crazy and all of that. Um, are you still surprised? I mean, even though you never say never in college sports, are you still just surprised when you sit back and look at the subject matter here of Cal and Stanford joining the ACC and these guys going over here and 18 teams in the Big Ten? I mean, is this even above even the creative college football imagination and, and realism in, in your mind? It just It just feels crazy the place we're in right now with college athletics and all this potential movement. Yeah. It, 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 look, we know, like, in – like we know that you know what guess what there's going to be 50 programs that are really have are in on the money um they'll play football all over because there's too many good players and they need to play each other and stuff like that but we know we're heading to like two two 2016 leagues or something or or three or something like that but every time it whittles down you just sit there and go this is this is this is crazy like wait stanford and cal have no value uh I don't know, for like, you know, just you just sit there and go, can't you figure out a better way? You know, just the other day, Chip Kelly, the UCLA coach mm-hmm. and the Oregon coach back in the day, you know, I don't know if you guys saw the thing. Yep. He yeah. said, uh, you know, let's let's just have everybody's an independent. Let's just get 60, 65, whatever the number is of, of power, four or five, whatever, and just share all the revenue and then have some kind of scheduling situation where you play each other all throughout the years and you protect some rivalries and just do that, and then the group of five could have their group of, you know, their their pool of money. And why can't we just do that and preserve it? And you go, yeah, that, that makes total sense. Except someone's got to give something up, or there's got to be trust and cooperation and teamwork and leadership. And there's just none of that in college sports and and uh, long term thinking. And so that's the disappointing part is you sit there and go, well, I don't know. I mean, there's a they're running it like a business, but it's not just a business. It's like a, there's an ethos to college sports that, that all of these teams somehow kind of matter. Uh, even if you're not a fan of them, uh, you know, I, I look at like a Washington state and Oregon. I like, I like that knowing they're there. Uh, it's not that they're ever going to win the national title or they're, you know, my favorite team, but we all sat there and watched, uh, you know, 
Washington State games late at night because they're fun. It's snowing up there, and they're throwing the ball 50 times, and that's just part of the fabric of the sport. And as you whittle this down, it gets away from some of that. So you just go, gosh, we, we might not have Duke and Carolina in the same league. Like, why would we ever do that? Like, why – it, there's just so many different things you go, gosh, this doesn't make any sense. Can't somebody stop this train? It's just not going to stop. And so it's, it's every man for himself. It's, it's find whatever the highest peak you can and, and, uh, and hope you survive as long as you possibly can. I, I got to tell you that the line in your story today, and I've mentioned this, what if they are the proverbial dog that catches the car? Now what? Like <laughs> I, that's, I tell you, I'm not, it's fantastic. Have you ever written a column when you've actually just walked away from it, went, damn, that was pretty good. <laughs> That's my dad's old line. <laughs> He's always saying, you're going to be the dog that got the, <laughs> caught the car. What are you going to do then? And then I'd be like, oh, That's a good point. I used to say that to us all the time. So there you go. I gave you a new new line. Yep. New line. I love it. Dan, thanks yeah. for your time, man. I know you're busy. We appreciate it. As I said, always just wake up the next day. Something is new in college athletics. We appreciate Dan Wetzel. Yahoo Sports for his time today with us on 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.